It's another edition of the Three Point Play Podcast. Boys, what's up? What up? We'll lead it off with uh, probably the biggest news of the NBA, short uh, offseason. Russell Westbrook for John Wall, kind of the Spider-Man meme, you know. Are they the same player? Are they the same shitty Albatross contract? I think they are. Do you think it makes a difference for anybody uh, or, or anyone? Scotty, what do you think of that trade? When you texted me last night, I was at my at my game, so I got a chance to think about it on the way home. And at first I thought it was dumb, but I couldn't figure out who it was the most dumb for. Agreed. Because I'm not – do we feel like – okay, so now Washington is what? Still fighting for the eighth seed, which they were already fighting for anyway, right? I think – I don't know. I think if they – if Beal is healthy all year and Westbrook uh, can kind of show signs of his 2017-2018 self, with it, which is obviously saying a lot, I think they could probably flirt with a, the sixth seed at their at their ceiling. At the best. They need some injury luck from the Pacers. I would say that, you know, they're, they're better than the Magic. You know, they're better than uh, – who was the seventh seed last year? I don't know. I think that the, the end of the East – isn't anything to, to write home about, you know, like I think they can definitely, if they, a lot of things have to go right. Like you said, injury luck, um, guys having good years, career years, maybe. Um, and I think even then they're, they'll, they're middle, middle tier East. So I agree with you. I mean, they're not better than Milwaukee. They're not better than Boston. They're not better than Miami. They're not better than Philly. I'm assuming they're not better than Brooklyn. Right, Pacers. We, we still think Luke are yeah, they the Pacers now. At the top, they are probably top to bottom. They're not though. There's not a lot of talent on that roster outside those top two guys. Yeah. yeah. Do we think? Do we think Toronto's still good? I would say yes. I would still put. They're them pretty much in. running it back, right? Except yeah. for Gasol. Yeah. But I like Toronto. They won 53 games last year. Shit. So I mean that that right there is seven. And that doesn't include Orlando and Charlotte, who thinks they're going to be good. Yeah, Gordon Hayward, you know, big-time contract. Yeah. And, I mean, I, you have to – like, can we talk about your bowls for just a second? We haven't talked about your bowls yet. Yeah, let's go. We'll do a little sec- seeing red segment. You see how you see how long we went on this John Wall and uh, Westbrook trade, how much we give a shit. <laughs> I was going to say, let's lead off the show with John Wall Westbrook two minutes later. Let's not talk about it anymore. That's fine. That's good. I don't actually give a shit about it either. I think it's a it's a so so trade. Both guys are are the wrong side of uh, you know, twenty eight or however the fuck old they are. Uh, They're they're past their time, I'd say. And I feel bad talking about John Wall because we haven't seen him in two fucking years. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like it's not fair. Like maybe he's awesome. So I don't want to like say it's good or bad for Houston, but for the Wizards, I'm not. It's not really doing a whole lot for me. Yeah. But your Bulls? Do we do we think Billy adds like ten wins? I think 10 might be a little bold. Um, I think um, probably six to eight wins sounds reasonable. Just, I mean, Jim Boylan was a fucking, was a train wreck, you know? Yep. I think if you put Rod Knox, who's a fellow listener, and his give, just told him to give and go in the back door cut with the Bulls, they'd win, they could win more games than what Jim Boylan put out on the floor. <laughs> I mean, so that, the Bulls won 22 last year. Six to eight gets them to 30-ish, and the Orlando was at 33 at the eighth seed. So, I didn't even get them in the yeah. eighth. So, right. I, I, I think know. it's, it's going to be a whole other ball game when they actually play 
you know, more than whatever the hell they played in the bubble. You know, I feel yep. like that was, that was such a weird, I guess that was the, the ending of a season that was three four quarters of the way complete already. So yeah, I guess you're right. right. It, was, it was just kind of wonky how it ended up, but uh, yep. yeah, I think Are Donovan, we... as long as uh, it's just, it'll be crazy to see because they, ha they haven't had him for that long. Right. Cause that new coach wasn't uh, brought on until they were bounced from the playoffs, which is in October sometime. Correct. So he hasn't really had a whole lot of time to, you know, impose his changes and schemes and things like that on the team to kind of make his imprint. So I'm sure yep. it'll take him a while to, to get the team to pick up on everything. And who knows whether Wendell Carter or Lori can, can take that next step. They've been saying that for a few years now that once they take the next step, that could be a team. And Zach Levine is, is still a guy that can score 25 a game or so, but uh, yeah, I don't know. They, they have some pieces. And uh, we'll see if, if Kobe White can take the next step too. And um, then whatever the fuck they get out of this uh, Florida State kid, you know, I don't oh, yeah. know. It's, it's going to be. Uh, That's a crapshoot. Yeah, it is. The guy, guy didn't even start for the Florida State team. So yep. they'll probably be right there um, with the Wizard, I'd like to think. That would probably be their best case scenario if they snuck in and got a seven seed, I think it would be a, a dream scenario for them, honestly. So do we, are we uh, nervous about um, Giannis not signing the extension yet? Luke, I'll let you answer since you haven't really talked yet. <laughs> I don't know what he's waiting for. I mean, yeah. if he can stay there long-term, why not just sign it? What good does that do? This is leverage, sure. isn't it? It's not like the contracts can go up. Yeah, you're and right. And we've learned anything in the last two years. It's not like the contracts fucking matter. I mean, right. Paul George had, what, four years left on his deal? It's like, I'm out of here. See you guys. Yeah. <laughs> like, did we, did we see, we saw ADs, right? Five years, 190. Yeah. LeBron's extension. That was rare for LeBron. Two years, yeah. That's, that's really locking him in. Well, he's locked in for three with no player option or anything. That, he doesn't normally do those. So I think he was taking the guaranteed money. He's getting a little older. I thought it was interesting that AD didn't do like a one or two year deal just based on LeBron's advice yep. and using his agency. I, I figured both those guys would kind of scheme together to hold the organization hostage the way LeBron has taken a liking to doing. Yep. So LeBron turns, LeBron turns 36 at the end of the month. Yep. So that puts him at what, 30? 49 40, that, that this contract gets him to 40 yep theoretically mm -hmm. you think he plays after this contract? you think he plays into 41 yes you think he you plays to 50 no i don't know man how old's tom brady 43 something like that but that's football i would, I would, I would guess 40 42 43 that would be my guess for lebron do you think he stays with the Lakers after this contract, or do you think he goes back to Cleveland for one last uh, I'm coming home tour? Well, I mean, if the if the goal is to play with your son, you just got to kind of go wherever he gets drafted, right? That's right. That's a – I don't know. I never know what to believe on that stuff. Like, in his – like, I've seen, like, his son's mm -hmm. games or whatever. Like, I almost feel bad for him because his son's, like, not like – oh, he's not like LeBron in high school. He's not like all world. He's like right, Jeffrey like I, Jordan. Yeah, a little bit. He's yeah. probably better than Jeffrey Jordan, but like, 
I'm not sure Duke's knocking on the door. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, not that that matters because he comes out in the draft where the high school kids can come out. Is that, so. Has that been officially changed? I knew that there have been talks yeah. about not doing the one and done anymore. Is that a thing now? 20, for sure? 20, 22. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Didn't Am know I right on that, was... Luke? 22? 22, 23, right? <laughs> Luke doesn't fucking know. God dang it, Luke. <laughs> There you go. That's why you tune in for our our, uh, our hard NBA stances and uh, what we all know as professionals. So, it's twenty two. Okay, there you go. We'll take your. I've been hearing it for six You months. are you are our NBA expert, so that's why we keep you around. Thanks. Yep. Appreciate the love. All right, you got anything else to talk about? I know, like we said last episode, that we'll probably ramp up, uh, do some some picks uh, here in the coming weeks once the season starts to get closer. Um, anything else you guys want to talk about before we get into week 13? Can I have my one-minute Paul George rant? Playoff PP? Dude, that was unbelievable. Did you see that? Yeah, but please tell our listeners. Just go off. <sighs> okay, so the – Mike, hold on, just real quick. In my experience, it's better if you talk really loud and you start cursing and you start, <laughs> you know, ranting, you know, Clark sure. W. Griswold style. That's what really boosts the listenership. So go ahead. Cursing's probably coming, but the pod, the official pod hasn't come out yet. It's uh, all the smoke. It's um, um, Matt Barnes' podcast. It's really good. The pod's really good. They're high as shit on there the whole time they're doing the pod, right? Uh, they have great guests. They do a good job asking questions. They do a good job getting you comfortable. So I'm assuming that's what happened in this interview. I'm going to listen to it when it comes out. So Paul George goes on there. And they start asking him. They show like a two-minute clip of the, of the interview on, on Twitter. And they start asking him about the Clippers. And so Paul George goes into this whole thing about how, well, Doc wasn't using me right. He, he, I want to play my game. I come off pick and rolls. He had me playing like J.J. Redick and um, uh, coming off all these floppy actions. Floppy actions are like down screens, right? And you're coming you off go. to shoot. And he's like, I need, I need more ball screens. I need some post-up ISOs and all this stuff. And so then Kevin O'Connor from the ringer comes back with, well, you had a 33% usage of ball screen this year, which is the highest of your career. Nice. He threw some data at him, huh? Yeah. And so it's like, this is Paul George to me. And this is what pisses me off with guys like him. Because Go off, King. Number, number one, he hasn't fucking won shit. He hasn't won shit. He didn't win shit in Indiana. They couldn't beat the Heat, right? They go to Oklahoma City, right? Doesn't win shit there either, right? Now they go to the Clippers, right? And I'm not trying to judge anyone's mental health issues because I'm sure that was tough in there, right? But I, I don't see Doc Rivers out there on the fucking floor shooting like shit and playing like ass in game seven uh, against the Denver Nuggets when you had a 3-1 lead. I didn't hear you bitching about pick and rolls then, right? And I sure as shit never hear him say, Man, that was my bad. I sucked in game seven, and I'm going to own it. I sure as shit never heard him say that. I sure as shit never heard him say in Indiana, well, this was my bad. We didn't make it to the finals. We couldn't beat LeBron James. But you know what I heard him say? Well, the Pacers didn't bring me this guy, so I'm going to fucking leave. What a bunch of shit. Not one thing is his fault ever, right? Until he learns to take ownership for anything that he has and any accountability for his actions or his lack of good play, his teams are going to fucking suck. The Clippers are not winning the title this year. Mark that down right now. Don't put any money on the Clippers to win the title. Whoa. They're not fucking winning when Paul George is on your team. You will not win the title. 
I get it. Ty- Tyron Lue is supposed to be really good with these dudes. But with that mindset and that lack of accountability for yourself and your actions, they aren't winning shit. Love it. I love it. Hot takes. Hot takes, baby. That's why everyone tunes in. Luke, do you have anything to add to that? Or should we just let that ride off into the sunset? I love it, James. I have a rebuttal. Go ahead. <laughs> Luke, who is a playoff PP uh, truther, let's go ahead. Your, your rebuttal, please. I'll, I'll we, play the court. I'll play the judge. As we've established here, I do have a little bit of a soft spot for, uh, <laughs> for old PG. Um, you don't want him to be your alpha dog for sure, but, uh, or the leader of a team. But it's pretty obvious. I mean, he's just really immature. And he lets uh, he lets people around him kind of just tell him what to think and what to do. Um, but I, I still, I mean, like his game is so so good. I love watching him play. He's such a good defender. Um, he's he's versatile. I think he was injured coming into the season, and so you know, I I do think all like the the special treatment shit like that article that came out um rubbed all his teammates the wrong way obviously trez didn't have any respect for him at all but if Kawhi gets it going and they have a little bit more time to gel this season yeah i'd probably think about taking the clippers again this year but to, to your that I, I think you made your point there look and i agree with you is that you said if Kawhi gets it going like playoff or playoff P Paul George he's a Robin he's always going to be a Robin he's never going to be the Batman he's never going to be the guy like you said he's a number two he's not an alpha so to him go out there and talk like that it's like he didn't do this for me he didn't do that he didn't do this it's like shut the fuck up you're not the guy anyway why why should it be drawn up plays for you end of game stuff for you when everyone knows you can't make the shot or you're gonna get a fucking three hit in your face and you got to rely on Kawhi to take, take you there you shouldn't be talking like that, but you know, you're right. He's probably got guys in his corner saying, Hey, you got to do this. You got to say this, boost your fucking brand this way. Act like you are the shit when you haven't really done anything. So I don't know. I, I agree with both of you, but uh, I guess I'm leaning towards, uh, towards Scotty on this one because I, he hasn't proved anything. That, uh, remember that Clippers Pacers game we went to? Yes. God, he was awesome in that game, wasn't he? He was. That, God, he was really good. That, he, he can freaking light it up. Yeah. But. Well, I was going to say, he he really a venge- when he gets a little vengeful, you know, like he's got a little – he's got a chip on his shoulder a little bit, that's when I feel like he's at his best, when he's, like, out to prove people. It's like, hey, fuck you, you know? Yeah. But when he's just, like, being a guy playing on a random Tuesday, or even in – I guess more so in the bright lights, like when the, game, the lights are on him, game seven, game six, like you said – he kind of crumbles, but when he's like got an ax to grind, that's where he comes out and says, all right, let's do this. So right. we'll see Minor. I mean, got a few years left in his career. You'd like to think, and uh, we'll see if they can get there, but I don't know. Irritates the shit out of me. And then the Schroeder thing too, that drove me nuts. I know you're just old man yells at cloud right <sighs> now, aren't you? Well, like you're coming to a team. He hasn't won shit either. And he's coming to the Lakers who just won the championship. And he's like, yeah, I'm going to be the starting point guard. I, I, don't, I already did this come off the bench thing. How about you just do what fucking LeBron and the coach tell you to do, and they'll let you know how we're going to fucking win the title this year. Just relax on starting. Jesus. Yeah. 
Okay. All right. Well, we said we were going to talk mostly week 13 football and here we are 20 <laughs> minutes in. We're talking fucking NBA. So uh, you never know what you're going to get here in the three point play pod. So that's why we tune in uh, with that. We'll, uh, we'll segue into our, uh, our week 13 picks boys. How we feel. Uh, iffy yeah. on the picks, good on the betting. Okay. All right. Well, let's get right into it. Um, first game we got here on the slate, uh, which should be a pretty good one to, uh, as it stands right now, playoff teams, um, which is hard to believe with the Browns and Titans, Titans laying five and a half. I think, um, as the only one who took the Browns here, I think the Browns, uh, have something to prove here. I don't know if the Titans are as good as what they played last week. I think they just know exactly how to play the Colts since they're division rivals. And they took exactly the tape from that Thursday night game against the Colts and just did, you know, exploited them for their weaknesses. And the Colts defensive front line was out like we talked about uh, on Tuesday. Um, so I think that was kind of a, more of a fluke for the Titans. And I, I think they, they have uh, a tendency to come down and not play to their full potential when they kind of come off those big games. I feel like they've gotten sneakily their doors blown off on a couple of the, their losses this year. And I think the Browns have uh, something to prove that, uh, you know, that we're not a fluke. We're eight and three for a reason. I think they're eight and three. I have to double check that. I'm, I'm looking. Guess. Yep. They are eight and three. Um, yep. And I think that's just a lot of points. I think it's going to be a close game. I think both teams are really going to run the ball. And I think this is going to be the biggest key is why I took the Browns with the points is that both teams are probably the top, what top five, at least teams in rushing. You got Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt and Derrick Henry. Yep. Which means that the, they're going to, there's going to be a lot of rushing in the game, which really speeds up the game, <clears throat> which means that it'll be really difficult to separate yourself in terms of scoring a lot of points. I mean, I think that the Browns can, can keep up with them and, uh, I'm looking at five and a half here for Tennessee. Um, well, and that's what we have. It has. Or, sorry, I thought it was. I thought it said six on the on the sheet. But uh, yeah, so I think that uh, I think the Browns can keep it close. And since both teams are going to be running the ball a lot, that the game's going to go pretty quick. And um, yeah, I'll take the Browns in the points. So long-winded answer, Luke. What do you think? Why do you like the Titans here? So the Browns are eight and three, but they're really their only quality win was over the Colts. Uh, here are their other seven wins. Bengals, uh, Washington, Cowboys, Bengals again, Texans, Eagles, Jaguars. Yikes. Uh, and then they got their asses handed to them by the Ravens and the Steelers, and they lost to the Raiders. So uh, I definitely do not trust Baker. Uh, obviously, he's not going to be – you know, they're not going to rely on him a ton. But um, – but yeah, I just like the Tennessee, Tennessee um, offense a little bit better. It is Derrick Henry season. He's this is kind of where he shines in December, where they just give him the ball thirty times a game and he just fucking goes berserk. So I am with you there. I just think it's going to be such a, a low scoring run the ball game that they'll they'll keep it close. But I I agree with you. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely be a, a grinded out type of game. <clears throat> Scott, what do you think about the Titans? I like the Titans. Um, I This was more of a pick against Baker Mayfield because I think this game is going to come down to the fourth quarter. Um, I'm, I'm assuming both ways. I think both their defenses are decent. The Titans are getting better. 
and the Browns' defense is okay, right? I think they're going to Miles both. Garrett's coming back, though. Yep. That was That's a, what that was I'm a key saying. component. I think, I think both defenses are going to try to take away the run. And so I think this is going to be one of those games where maybe we think it's going to be low scoring, but it might come down to, like, Ryan Tannehill throws three touchdown passes and Baker throws one with three picks or something like that. And so I'm betting against Baker. I've, I just have a feeling we're due for some of these games where, like, it kind of flips like teams know each other now. They've got it figured out. And, and so they really, really game plan to stop the run, and, and I don't trust Baker in that spot at all. Yep, I agree. It, it could sneakily be a shootout, but uh, yeah, it'll, that's probably going to be one of the better games of the uh, of the weekend here, as it as it looks as we go through it here. So, uh, with mm-hmm. that, we'll segue into uh, one that you wouldn't think is going to be that good, but the Giants are frisky. They're tied for first place, which isn't saying much, like we talked about. The biggest thing is that uh, Danny Dimes, I think, is probably not going to play as it stands. I think he was working out on the side. Um, at practice today from what I saw and their backups Colt McCoy which you know it never really makes you feel great um, so I know the Giants are have been frisky they played a lot better you still think they're going to win the NFC Scotty we still everyone here took uh, Seahawks laying 10 um, Seahawks I don't know I feel like I no one can really figure them out like one day they'll just pour it on and Russ can cook his ass off and be the front runner for the MVP and then they look like complete ass on Monday night against the Eagles and don't fucking cover the spread. Not that I'm too triggered or anything still. Um, so I don't know. This one's tough for me. It was, it was kind of a toss up. I, obviously I, I'm going to side on the, on the Seahawks here. Cause I think they'll win the game, but 10 points is a lot. Um, but I just don't know if I can trust Colt McCoy is my reasoning, I guess. Scott, what did you think on, on your Seahawks pick? Kind of yeah, Dan, I might take in the giants, honestly, cause I'm not, the Seahawks have been, Hit or miss. I do like that they have Carson back, and I thought he looked pretty good, actually. Um, and the Giants' run defense isn't great. Their pass defense is really good, so that'll be – or good, not really good. Good. So that'll be interesting to see if they can contain Metcalf and lock it and keep Russ under control. Luke, you got any thoughts on Seahawks as you chose them well, as well, uh, laying 10? Yeah, ditto. I don't feel great about the Seahawks, but um, – and 10's a lot of points, but just an indictment on the – NFC East this year, you know, when you can pick against them, you should do so. Yep. All right. We'll keep it moving here with our uh, hometown team, the, uh, the Colts Texans. Um, clean sweep again here as uh, we all think that the Colts are going to bounce back and cover the three and a half at, uh, at Houston. Um, I think that uh, hopefully a lot of the Colts – Defenders are back. It seems like that they are. Uh, it doesn't sound like Costanzo is going to play, though, which is going to be kind of tough for the offense. But I don't know. The Texans still kind of scare me a little bit, to, even though they do have uh, most of their wide receivers are hurt and or suspended, as we talked about earlier in the week. But Deshaun Watson is still Deshaun Watson. And probably if they were somewhat of a, of a better team, he'd probably be in the front running of, uh, of an MVP talk right now. But uh, they know they know the Colts, obviously. Um, I don't think it'll be a close game, but um, this is one that the Colts really need, obviously. So I think they're going to have with their uh, come with their A game, just because if they if they lose this game, then they're they're um, really str- that's going to be a struggle for them to uh, to make the playoffs. So I think they're going to bounce back from the demolishing of the Titans uh, the week before and uh, and cover the three and a half. Luke, our Colts correspondent, what do you think of that? 
Yeah, this game definitely makes me nervous. I think the the key, like you said, is going to be offensive line help for the Colts. Um, do you see anything about uh, Kelly? Is he? I think he was a limited practice participant uh, today. So um, I know they had look. that rookie uh, Pinter come in for him halfway through the game last week, and he was he was fine. But I think he had some some low snaps that kind of affected some of the timing of their plays, which kind of threw them off offensively. So, yeah, it could be, uh, it could be a, a game time decision for, for Kelly's, which could be a, w would be another big deal with if Costanzo's out. So. Yeah. The Costanzo injury is big. I mean, the Raven Clark is just, eh. yeah. And, and, and we all know how noodle is when he's under pressure. Although uh, Bradley Roby did get suspended at the same time as Will Fuller, who was their best corner. So they have both their best wide receiver and their best uh, defender outside of AJ or T AJ Watt. JJ Watt um, is suspended. So you got to think that helps a little bit on the noodle side, but uh, you never know. Noodle's going to noodle. Yeah. So. Yeah. And, and of course he's got the footage issue, which I don't, understand why it even fucking matters because I, right. I, I was saying the same thing like can he be more immobile like he's already a statue back there you think if he has got a bad toe it's going to make him run or move less yeah so yeah hopefully the Colts establish the ground game uh defense gets back on track um yeah, yeah it definitely I think, I think Taylor is supposed to be back from the uh the COVID list so that should help um so, I don't yeah. see him I don't see him anywhere Autry's off the list Autry's back. Taylor's back. Um, that was all they said today. I didn't see anything about Kelly. Anything on Buckner? Didn't see anything on him either. Because that, that would be the – that's really the, the key, I would say. Yep. That, that might come out tomorrow. Scott, do you have any on the, on the Colts? <laughs> I'm, I'm nervous with some of their injuries. And then um, Quentin Nelson said today – I don't know if he – He's probably going to get in trouble for saying this, but he said Philip Rivers is dealing with a serious foot problem. Yeah, I did see I that. I don't know if they like it when you say that. <laughs> Which is so strange because, like, I feel like Quentin Nelson never talks to anybody. Like, and when he does give right. an interview, it's, like, the most cookie-cutter, like, you know, got to be better, just doing the best we can. Like, such a cliche answer that he actually gave people a sound bite that's like, holy right. shit, he said Philip Rivers is really seriously injured in his foot. So, we're going right. to take it and talk about it for two two straight days, you know, see whether or not Philip Rivers has to amputate his foot or something. Yeah. I mean, this, this to me, feel. What you call him? What's that? Matt, what did you call him? Oh, excuse me. I, yeah, you're right. I did say the P, the PR. It's, it's noodle. I apologize. I didn't even catch it. We'll bleep though. that out. We'll bleep that out. <laughs> Edit that out. No, we won't. Uh, no, but I think this game, like, uh, the Texans' defense is dead last in rush defense. This <clears throat> feels like a game where as long as Taylor – he didn't have COVID, right? No, I think it was his girlfriend or something, some shit like that. Okay, so he was just a close contact. So he's – it's not going to, like, affect his health or it shouldn't anyway. So Taylor, Hines, and Wilkins, man, this should be a huge game for them. Noodle shouldn't have to do a whole lot, honestly. Right. They should just run it right up their ass. Yep, I agree. So we'll see if uh... – if they get the memo, and like I said, it's a big game for division, you know, the division uh, record. Um, so you'd think they'd come out uh, ready to play. And we'll, it'd be nice to see if uh, T.Y. can keep that shit rolling. He's, he's uh, dominated the Texans in his career. 
and he showed a little bit of glimpse of life uh, last week. So we'll see if he can maybe ride that hot hand and resurrect his season and career because he's just kind of faded into oblivion. So has he been hurt or just not played well? I don't know. I think he's just kind of on the wrong side of uh, of 30 now. Because he, he has looked better the last couple weeks, I thought. And I don't think Rivers is really – haven't really gelled. He's kind of just really spread it around. And yeah. like Luke said a couple a couple different times, but uh, if you look at T.Y.'s career, it's like he – when he's not with – when he wasn't with Luck, it's just like he's a pedestrian, you know? Yeah. So, so we'll see. We'll keep it moving here. Um, moving on to another really good game uh, of the week. Rams Cardinals, both of which are coming off tough losses um, in the FC West uh, with the Rams laying two and a half points. Scotty, why don't we start with you? You think the Cardinals are going to bounce back? You think Kyler's all the way healthy or uh, you think they can cover the two and a half or what's, what's your, your thoughts there? To me, uh, I feel like this is more of a pick em, So I took the points. Yeah. Yeah, um, I, I agree, I, I, we like both. We've been talking about both these teams all year. I like them both. I, this should be a really good game. This might be the best game of the week, honestly, as long as Kyler plays decent. And they did you see that last week? He's clearly not healthy. He's averaging like 67 yards rushing per game or something. But last week they only had two design runs for him. Yeah. So they're clearly being being cautious with his design runs and all that. Um, so hopefully it's a little bit better and, and they turn it around because I think this should be a really good game. Right. Luke, what do you think? We, you and I both have the Rams. You think uh, they can overcome the two-and-a-half points? But I agree with Scott there. I think it's pretty close to a pick em, But I just, for whatever reason, I feel like the Rams have had some better signature wins that I feel like they can – essentially, yeah, two-and-a-half is like a pick em. I mean, if you're going to win the game, you're going to win at least by three, you would think. Um, but uh, what do you think on the Rams there? Yeah, I mean, like I've been saying all year, I kind of – feel like the Rams are somewhat underrated they're they're probably yeah they're probably getting a little bit uh more of an edge here uh at Arizona and definitely feel like the Cardinals have the better quarterback but um you know I'm just gonna gonna stay with my Rams boner and uh and pick them uh in this matchup as well it's kind of been my theme this year so I'm gonna stay consistent I like it true to yourself yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I think uh, – I know to, to stay on your Rams boner there, Luke, I think Aaron Donald has just proven that he's been worth the, worth the money, worth the hype of being, the, you know, dubbed as the best defensive player. In the he's really just kind of been a one-man wrecking crew. And I think he's, he can definitely uh, keep that going. And um, as long as Goff, like we've said, as long as Goff doesn't get pressure, and I don't think the Cardinals are really much of a pressuring type of defense – if you can have time and, and pick them apart and, and kind of dump it down to Woods and, and Cup, um, that that uh, the Rams' offense can really hold their own. So we'll see. I'll, I'll, I agree with you, Scotty. I think that will probably be one of the best games of the uh, of the slate there. So moving on to uh, probably not one of the best games of the slate, but one of the best teams in the league. Uh, we got the Chiefs laying what 13 and a half now um, with the Broncos. You'd like to think that I think the Broncos are going to have their quarterback Drew Locke back. I don't know if it matters. They might as well just play the practice squad wide receiver again because this one may not uh, may not be close. 14 points. I think 13 and a half. I'm looking at it's 14 now. Went up to 14. Um, is a lot. And 
I listened to another podcast uh, earlier today that kind of made a good point. I thought is that, you know, this could be one where, you know, the chiefs just know that they're going to win the game. So they may not pull out all the stops offensively and just, you know, run the ball a lot, give it to Edwards, Alaire and bell and just get the points, get enough to win and just get out of there and not try and overexert themselves when that's, they're so, so heavily lopsided to be the favorite. I know we, I know they did cover it uh, when they played the Jets early in the year and they were like 20 point favorites, but I don't know. I feel like this is just one they're, they're one to get in there and just get the winning and get out. But uh, I don't know. Obviously I'm still going to take the chiefs just because I don't trust the Broncos at all. So Luke, what do you think? So the first matchup, they beat them 43 to 16. I feel like the chiefs are, kind of streaking right now and we all saw what happened to the Broncos last week uh, albeit they didn't have an quarterback and this game is in prime time on NBC so you know, uh-huh. they may see this as a you know a little bit extra motivation to to showcase their offense once again so but that is a shit ton of points I agree Scott uh Luke stole my my <clears throat> little rebuttal, I guess. The Chiefs won 43-16, had three defensive touchdowns in that, locked through two pick sixes, and I think they had a, a fumble for a touchdown as well. Um, so I I was hoping in the prime time the Chiefs offense was going to uh, step up this game. And we've just talked about two different MVP. The MVP race is over. Mahomes gets hit the rest of the year, and he's the MVP, and I don't think it's close anymore. I Kamara's really falling off. Russ, Russ is struggling. It's Mahomes, and I don't think it's close. Yep. But yeah, I'm with you. It's uh, it's it's tough to swallow for those of us who took Russ as the MVP in week two, because uh, <laughs> he, really, he was really cooking then, and I took uh, he was the favorite, and I'm like, there's no way he's not going to win this, and then he just kind of uh, has stopped cooking, and then then he just hit a wall, and uh, you know that's just the the cold streak we've been on. So that's just what I get for wetting the beak this year, I guess. <laughs> All right, we'll keep it one more. We'll keep moving one more. Uh, one more game here to cover. We got about four and a half minutes. Uh, we got Bills Niners uh, with the Bills laying one and a half. I never officially chose this game. I'm going to listen to your guys as both points because you uh, <laughs> both teams. So I'm going to listen and make my decision from there, as Luke used to do for every episode previously. So Luke, go ahead with your first uh, point with the Bills. You have about one minute. Uh, so this is at a neutral site. Um, so you, I don't know if there's necessarily a home field advantage. I guess the you think Niners. The Bills are going to be scarred from when they lost the Hail Mary game, though. Yeah, that, that's true. House of Horrors for them. Uh, but the Bills, yeah, they need to they need to win to stay ahead of the Dolphins in the AFC East. A little bit extra motivation for them, um, you know. And I still I still am on the Bills. So um, and. Obviously, the Niners are still ravaged by injuries. So, Scott, your rebuttal. Yep. Okay. So I did. I had two different reasons here, and my uh, everyone's favorite segment's also coming up. I read the schedule to you. Oh yeah. But first, <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say, can we go a whole episode without reading a schedule nope. of a team? We can't. Thank you for because. Getting here. Wait, because so I think uh, I still think the Dolphins are gonna win that division. So I think the Bills need to lose. This is gonna be a game they're gonna lose, and. If we've looked at the playoff standings here recently, the 49ers are sneakily like creeping up, man. If they if they win out or go what 
four and one in the next five. They're right there, man. They're tied for they're tied for eighth right now with Minnesota and Chicago. Here's their remaining schedule. Buffalo, Washington, at Dallas, at Arizona, Seattle. They can definitely win three of those, maybe four. And then they're right there for a playoff spot. Yeah. And all four of the that would mean all four of the NFC West teams would get in. That'd be interesting. That would be fucking crazy. That is my favorite segment, though, Scotty. Thanks for rattling off that. You're welcome. I had no idea who they were going to play, so thank you for reading that to me. <laughs> uh, with that, I'm going to take both arguments, and I think I'm going to lean with Scotty here. I think the Niners – Shanahan is just such a great coach that yeah. uh, I think with that in mind, knowing that they probably have to win out, if not go 4-1, and one, like you said, Scott, that they're going to figure out a way, and most certs come – Mostert's back, so I feel like that's a big advantage for them on the run game. Um, even if they are playing still Nick Mullins, I mean, holy shit, I can't believe he's their starting quarterback. Is Jimmy G out for the year? Do we know, or are they just not saying and don't out, care? Out for the year, and they get Samuel and Ayuk back. This is like the second time, the second game all year they've had them both play. Yeah. So their offense should really be fine. Um, mm -hmm. I think, obviously, their defense with Bosa being out for the year still is still kind of hit or miss, but uh, – yeah, I don't know. I feel like since John Brown's been out, put on IR, Josh Allen just hasn't been the same kind of uh, quarterback as we hate to see it for those of us who own him in fantasy. But uh, yeah, I, I think it's gonna. This could be a, a sneaky shootout game. Probably not even that sneaky. It'll probably be a shootout game because that's what the Bills play usually. Um, but I think I'll lean with uh, the Niners because I feel like it's kind of a, a pick 'em game as well, and I'll take the Niners plus the points. So. That's my reasoning. Scotty, I'm sorry. We only we got about a minute 20 left. Do you have a quick Wessel specials for us? Nope. Uh, I'll, uh, we'll tweet them out. Um, this week's theme, bet against the shitty teams. Uh, so we're betting against the Jags. We're betting against the Jets, right? Uh, and we'll tweet those out. Had a good week last week. Um, had Would have had a really good week if the uh, uh, Chargers coach wasn't a fool. Thank you, you for that. One, you want to go on one last rant, even though we talked about it before? No, it was fine. Just maybe when you get down on the one, don't immediately do a run play without calling a timeout. I just, I don't know. I didn't play football. You guys did, but I can see things and they just don't make sense to me at all. But we've said that every one time a week, we say that one coach is a fool once a week. I don't get it. It's like, they don't understand. There you go. We, we, we would have loved you to have on the Baron squad. You know, we really could have used you, you know? Yikes. All right. We'll leave it with that. Love you guys. We'll talk to you later. <laughs> Good luck. And uh, later. see ya. See you guys.